Hello everybody, my name is Richard, that's Tom, this is Terrifying Tom, and this week we are watching the 2013 film, The Conjuring. And let's ready and try What's your favourite scary movie? Yo, Slim Shady. Yo, voice 5'9". Welcome back. So um, I'm actually looking forward to recording this one. This is this okay. I don't know why, Richard. I don't think you get much mileage out of this one, right? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you're right. I actually think that this is going to be a bit of a flop. This one, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, as I said, we are watching the 2013 film The Conjuring, based on the true story of paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, a case where they were called to help a family. Who are terrorized by a dark presence. Ooh. Oh. Batman. <laughs> Hanging up in the rafters. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> this film stars. I tell you my parents were dead. <laughs> yes, every time I come into the room, shut up. <laughs> a dark soul. <laughs> um, it stars Patrick Wilson. Vera Formigia or Formiga. Formiga, isn't it? Is it Formiga? Formiga. I, I don't know. It looks yeah. Italian, so. Um, her sister's in The Nun, isn't That's she? That's right, yeah, she yeah. is, yeah. Which is a really funny casting choice. Yeah, yeah, I remember when I was watching, I was like, That's... is it supposed to be the same woman? Yeah, I was like, that must be her sister. It looks so much like her, it's ridiculous. A younger 1950s version of her, yeah. yeah. So, um, And Ron Livingston. Not Ron Swanson. Not Ron Swanson. Okay. Who's Ron Swanson? From uh, Parks and Recreation. Ah, uh, okay. I don't really watch that show. Okay. I tried to, but I couldn't really get into it. You don't watch the first season. The first season's rubbish. Oh, is it? Anything oh. from two onwards. Okay. That's kind of bad when you're trying to get into it. Same with the American Office. The first season's terrible. I don't watch the American Office at all. Just, yeah, just anyway. So, um, it's directed by James Wan, and it was released on the 2nd of August 2013 in the UK. So, it was released before that in the US. Yeah. What's your first impressions of the film before we actually get into any uh, plot? In terms of, uh, do, do you remember? Have you seen this film? I'm assuming you've seen this film I've before. Seen this film before we watched it. Do you have any overriding memories before we started watching it? I mean, the, the, the thing I told you was there's so many Conjuring films that I get confused between one or the other. Yeah, the I think there's like six or seven of them now. Isn't it? now. I don't know if I watched them in order, which was the first one I watched. I don't remember if the, this one was the first one I watched or if it was Annabelle Creation or the second Conjuring I, I literally can't remember which one was so the first films kind of all bleed into one yeah kind of um, but yeah I was excited to watch this again because I said as I said to you they do bleed into one so if I just watched it again like from the start maybe mm -hmm. it would make more sense mm -hmm. and yeah we'll talk about it a bit later but yeah it did okay okay and how did you feel about watching this film going in? What was what was the what were the emotions? Um, I was interested. Excitement, you said. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was excited. Um, I mean, I don't. This is not a film that I know beat for beat for beat for beat. Like some films, you can put on, you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, like I love Jurassic Park, but you know what's happening <laughs> scene by scene by scene. Uh, for this one, I was like, okay, I remember little bits and pieces, but I don't remember. The whole thing, the clap scene, yeah. I mean, everyone who's seen this may even remember that scene, yeah. The world's most stupid game. <laughs> it is, yeah, incredibly stupid, but for the um, for the uh, 
necessity of this film. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason that uh, this family never played this game. They never played this game. Though. I'm sure you did your research and you found out whether this is actually a thing. Uh, yes, I did. I did do my research <laughs> and... Uh... Oh, uh, I quote, it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard it here first. It's a, a made-up game, made up completely. For this oh, film, I'm sure. I'm, have you ever, ever... I mean, you were a kid once, right? And you said this film's based on a true story. It's based on a true story, so, yeah. That must be true, then. Yeah, no, no, that's the only part that's fiction of this whole film. Everything else is true, but that 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 stupid clap, hide and go clap, or clap and go seek, or whatever they fucking call it, I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that's the only bit that's false. Everything else, hundred percent, definitely happened. Um, okay, so let's get into the film a little bit, and we start off in quite an uh, interesting situation with a completely different film. Yeah. Uh, we start off with Annabelle, who makes a brief appearance in this film, yeah. really. But I'm assuming they're trying to set up the the world a little bit and uh, establish that who Ed and Lorraine are. Obviously, for people that don't yeah. know, I mean, this all comes back into the film later on. It does play back into it, but like I said, in a very small way. You could cut that bit out of the entire film and you'd never yeah, even notice it. Like... This is a bit strange and tacked on when the whole story revolves around the, the family in the in the house. So we start off with the Annabelle bit and we see the Annabelle doll, mm. which isn't the real doll. No, of course not. Um, and then they, you get a little bit of background on Ed and Lorraine. So we're demonologists. This is how you do deal with the the paranormal and blah 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 and you shouldn't have invited it in and now we know what we need to do moving forward and blah 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 and then that pulls out to them basically being in a, a auditorium at a school i would say giving a giving us a, a talk yeah giving a lecture yeah yeah so um seminar a seminar yeah which is quite an odd thing i find uh you know they're going into an education but then I mean, I'm guessing this was the sixty, the seventies, right? Is it seventies? I can't remember when this film was based. I'm sure, it was the late sixties. Because they played the zombies um, okay. in one part of the film, and that's sixties. Okay, so they're um, so so we're we're in the kind of the spiritualist movement at the moment. So a lot of people still believe in this kind of, you know. So maybe that's why they're invited into um, uh, a class to mm. speak. And then, where do we go from there? Are we introduced to the family? We're introduced to the family after this point, aren't we? I believe so. Moving into the house. They're moving to the house with another horror trope. Yeah, what's the horror trope, Tom? People moving into a new house. Yeah. Uh, which... Can you believe how cheap this place is? Yeah, can you believe it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's always people moving into a new house, and usually the house is massive. Yeah. Way more than we can afford, usually. Yeah, yeah. But what a price. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and then we get introduced to the second horror trope in very, very quick succession, I would say. Okay. The dog. Ah, the dog. Yeah, the dog uh, straight away is like, nope, I don't like this house. I'm not coming in. Nope. No, 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 no. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to play a bit of a game here now, if, if, if we can, Tom. Drinking, drinking game. Yeah. Ready? Chug. No, it's, it's we're going to play a little bit of a game. I'm going to go through this film, yeah. and I want you to stop me. If I think about this one before. No, at the logical point yeah. where you, as you, would go, fuck this, ah. I'm out. Right. There's too much weird shit going on. We need to fucking leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So, so you tell me when we get there, all right? Yeah. I mean, I'll let the dog thing off yeah. first because that's just that could be just anything, can it? Dogs, you know, animals don't necessarily like new environments, new smells, yeah. things like that might overwhelm it. But it's a trope that we have. The dog's like, no, something evil is here. Yeah, the dog always consents it. Yeah. Okay, so then we we move on, and where do we go from here? Do we do we do we go we go back to Ed giving the talk to that investigative into the report i think and we and we're introduced to their museum yes we go right? through there yeah. yeah and then you get your your uh and then we get the the daughter sneaking in the back and 
what is it review of my forbidden room of mystery yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's very yeah, Chief Wiggum-esque yeah. uh, scene <laughs> so he's like so we're trying to establish we have a family we have a loving family yeah, yeah. and we have a daughter that we're trying to keep out of this world we don't want her to get involved with the dangers but quickly that falls apart eventually yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. straight away <laughs> straight away well she gets in the room sorry I just oh yeah but I'm, so I'm a... the, the problems start immediately I'm imagining that that's probably not the first time she's gone into that room uh, I mean they make it seem uh, like probably it. because stuff happens later in the movie yeah I guess but I don't know you got a kid that age and you've got a super secret mystery room come on she's sneaking in there more often than not especially if there's dolls in there I would say it's her first time sneaking because it's stuff happens later in the movie. And she just chose the moment that the reporter happened to be there. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it was all a PR stunt for the reporter. Look how responsible we are. Don't get caught up with this. Good job. Good job. Well done. Here's your $5. <laughs> yeah, I think the film does a good job of establishing straight away about Annabelle and uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, yeah, in terms of world building, I think that it's um, it's it's established very quickly and it's done in a fairly organic way. I think I don't I don't I didn't feel like exposition dumped upon or things were out of place. I mean, maybe the the Annabelle stuff right at the beginning I thought was a little bit odd. We're starting with a completely different film and franchise here, basically. But it's like if that's the story you wanted to tell, then why didn't you start with that story? But yeah, anyway. Um, so then the family, obviously things, you know, all the wife wakes up with strange bruises on her body. All the clocks stop at 3.07 a.m. Yeah. Every single one of them all stop at the exact same time. And of course we get the whole, oh, it's probably just, uh, just the, uh, you know, the move has affected them, you know, broken them or something like that. I should also say, I'm pretty sure uh, before this as well, uh, we'd already be introduced to the to the stupid game, hadn't we? And they and they broke through the wall into the basement. That had already happened by this point, haven't they? So that's what you're supposed to see as like the uncapping of the of the evil, isn't it? Like, oh, they've broken into the basement. Now it's loose yeah, in the house. Yeah, pretty early, doesn't it? That happens as they're moving in, doesn't it? They're trying to play this stupid game where you blindfold yourself. And then you have the birds that fly into the house and just... But before we get to that point, right. before we get to the birds flying into the house... Yeah, I mean, yeah, go on. What, what do we discover? The clap. No. <laughs> Dead dog. Dead dog. Uh, Dog's dead. This is uh, quite unusual for a for a film to kill a dog. Sad. But um, yeah. So the dog is turns up dead next to their house. They never say what exactly happened or what they think happened. But I'm assuming they're led to believe that it strangled itself on its lead. You know what? I can't remember exactly what. Well, they made a whole point of saying it's she's chained up. She can't get anywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. And the dog's losing its mind the night before. Mm. I think that they're trying to imply that it strangled itself on its lead. Because if not, that's the point I'm like, what the fuck? We, my dog just randomly died in a gruesome manner. You know, we need yeah. to go. And then you have the pigeons up. Yeah, and then the birds the house, fly into the house. Yeah, like the next and yeah, but but we again we get the we get the horror thing of uh, I think that that's quite a big step personally. The whole my dog's dead mm-hmm. is quite a large jump, yeah. and then we come back down again and we start building up slowly. They don't yeah. seem to mourn the dog. No, they move on very. They move on very quickly from the morning. Yeah, of the dog. Yeah, like five minutes later, you're like. Uh, what happened? To- oh, the dog, dog, dog died. Look, I'm not sure whether we're supposed to believe that this is like a few weeks or a few months later, or if it's literally like the next day. They never talk about it again. No. They never care. You don't see a funeral for the dog. You don't see like a little grave patch or anything. And the kids are all just like, yeah, whatever, we're off to school. Bye. <laughs> yeah, they do seem to move on very, very quickly. It's never mentioned again. Um, but yeah, we get the whole thing, like things are starting to like slowly build up 
and uh and we're starting to get the tension and then we get the first clap when she's home alone with her young child her youngest Mother, child yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're playing the stupid game where you blindfold yourself and have to try and find someone who gives you three claps yeah. and she's playing this at the top of the stairs so she's an idiot anyway we've already established yeah, that yeah. <laughs> and then she asks for the two claps mm -hmm. she thinks she hears her coming from the bedroom yeah she's like oh okay she goes into the bedroom and she's like give me the third clap and you see the hands come out from inside the wardrobe yeah. that was already in the house when they moved in and she's like i've got and she goes to the wardrobe and what do we discover there's nothing there and then the little girl comes in from a different room yeah and says hey you took your blindfold off you cheated i wasn't even anywhere near here you know and then that's it's the first inkling at that point i'm definitely like no fuck this <laughs> yeah but you could have you could go along saying you're hearing things or maybe i misheard it yeah or something like that maybe yeah yeah that's true not at that point yet <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough maybe it's because i'm looking at it and i could see the hands coming out but i guess yeah, if yeah. i didn't see them yeah, she didn't see him. then maybe i'd be like no i just misheard yeah yeah. i must have just misheard or like there was an echo or something like that there are times sometimes going off topic slightly we're not talking about the film now but generally when i'm asleep and i hear someone call my name and i'm not sure whether i've actually heard it or whether i've dreamt it but you know sometimes you get that and you're like it sounded so real i'm i swear i actually heard that you know so that happens to me sometimes so yeah maybe you're right maybe i'd be like nah i've just obviously just you know yeah messed up okay yeah potentially anyway we cut back to the warrens giving another lecture mm -hmm. no this this the lecture comes later on sorry this one is where the uh they're invited to the other house. They're told to go and, and investigate. And you see, oh, they don't think everything's ghosts. Ah, no, they're talking about the floorboards creaking and expanding. And oh, it's the metal pipes that are just clanging in. You've got radiators throughout your house, so it's obviously coming through. So we're, we're, we're being shown they don't think everything's ghosts. Now, I, I, when I was watching this film, I generally thought that was the family house that we that were going to. I remember saying to you, like towards the end of the film, I was like, well, didn't they already go there and say, like, oh, no, they, no, this place isn't haunted. Don't be ridiculous. Because the, the husband and wife looked very similar to the husband and wife in the actual family. Yeah. Then things with the family keep escalating. And uh, is that when, no, the little girl gets targeted first, doesn't she? She has little pulls on her feet while she's sleeping and yeah she's sleeping and then she's like there's something in the corner yeah. there's something over there yeah that's right and, and then um i mean i don't know the exact point i know that they ed and lorraine turn up when just after the pictures come down i think it's just after the pictures come down yeah yeah, yeah. but i can't remember what else happens before that whether the 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 uh, flying clothesline from the top right happens before no that no, that does happen before they come. Is it? I think that's the last thing that happens. And then the and then they're all sleeping downstairs in the living room, aren't they? Uh, yeah. And then and then the Warrens. Yeah. They go to get the Warrens. Yeah. So I think the top line from the the yeah. top line the clothesline yeah, from yeah. the top rope. Uh, yeah. One thing we didn't mention as well, that one of the girls one of the five girls in this film, I'll talk about a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But she sleepwalks. Yes. It's been established that she sleepwalks. Yeah, she sleepwalks and she ends up walking towards the wardrobe, which we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. and banging her head on it. Yeah, that's right. And then that preludes the attack from the top of the wardrobe. Of the yeah. wardrobe. yeah, so she does this again. She she sleepwalks and she's banging her head. And then the the, the other girl, the eldest girl, I think, she's like, yeah. come on. And then you hear the wardrobe banging again. And she looks back and she's like, what the... But then she just slowly walks towards it and you know something's going to happen 
But this is where I'm a little bit with this film, yeah. where I get copped out a little bit, is when you see the things. Right. I don't like... I like hints. Like, like so we'll jump forward a little bit in I, the film. Yeah, I think the tension and the fear of something being there is more... Scary, scary than because I knew that was coming. The top, yeah, when the woman on top of the wardrobe diving down. So yeah. I remember that scene. I knew it was coming, so it didn't scare me at all. Yeah, um, it's the the hints of things that scare me. Like yeah. like, for instance, a little bit later on in the film, where where Lorraine is hanging out the washing, and it's yeah. just getting in, and then the sheet blows and catches the shape it's of something, shape. and then disappears. Yeah. That to me. That would be like, oh, my God, like that. Mm. Rather than actually, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm guessing if I saw some strange zombie creature in my room at night, I would oh, yeah. shit my pants too. Yeah. Yeah. But in a film, I don't like seeing the ghost. I like the hint of the ghost. It's like later on when, so spoilers, the mum gets possessed yeah. by the ghost, by the spirit of a Bathsheba, who was a... 16th or 17th century um witch in the massachusetts area uh and uh she she hanged herself declaring her love for satan and cursing all who live on her land and stuff like that so she gets possessed by this spirit but when you it, that happens just after the sheet scene which i think is creepy but then you get this stupid thing where the mum's lying in bed and and uh, and it's slowly and the ghost oh, right. slowly yeah. pans uh, in. Kind of like that bit. I don't know why, but again, it was one of those scenes where I knew it was going to happen, so it didn't scare me as much. Yeah, I just I find that stupid. I just find it silly. Like I'm sure people shut a lot of people up. I mean, yeah, no doubt. But I just find it because it's never going to be as scary as anything you can imagine. Mm. But once you see it, you're like, oh, okay. That's just clearly a person wearing really cheap Halloween makeup, basically, <laughs> you know. It's like, have you ever seen, you know, Scary Movie, where they take the piss out of, or it might be Scary Movie 2, one of the two, where they take the piss out of The Exorcist. Right. And the and the the, the, the little girl, and she's like, ah, your mother's the dicks in hell. Ah. Yeah, it's like, it's like that. It looks cheap, and it looks silly, and it just looks, yeah, a bit naff. Oh, I don't know. I didn't think it was as bad as you're making out, but... Fair enough, that's but that's just my opinion. <laughs> anyway, more shit happens. So I think the pictures fall off the wall first. Mm -hmm. So I think we get to the point where the mum is doing laundry at three in the morning. Why? I don't know. But she's doing laundry at three in the morning. She can't sleep. Um, And then she hears... The clapping. When does the... Yeah, that is this bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. She hears the clapping and she starts following the clapping and then she's like, all of the girls are in bed and she's like, WTF? What? And then three in the morning, everyone's asleep. The massive crashing of all of the pictures on the stairway coming off and the glass smashing on the floor and just carnage happens and obviously she hears it but none of the kids wake up yeah um, that was a bit unbelievable yeah then you said the ghost is assured that they didn't wake up <laughs> yeah, yeah that's my explanation <laughs> it put in place something to make sure it yeah, didn't yeah. wake up and then the mum follows the noises downstairs mm -hmm. and she's looking and she's like what the hell was that and then you get that the basement door starts creeping open. Horror trope for you. Creaky doors. Creaky doors. <laughs> yeah, every door is creaky. Wouldn't be good if it was just a nice automatic sliding door. They're not scary. Um, so, so, of course, she goes towards it. She goes down into the basement. Warning. Whoever's down there, I'm going to call the police. She, she, she keeps creeping down. She turns on the light. And then all of a sudden, 
carnage breaks out. The lights go out. Yeah. The door slams shut. She's running up the stairs like, oh, my God. Oh, no, she gets knocked down the stairs first, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. Then the lights go out. So the door slams. She gets knocked down the stairs. The lights go out. She's rushing to try and get back out. She finds the, the book of matches, the box of matches that her husband left there earlier for some reason. And she lights a match. She's looking into the darkness, peering in. And then we get the famous scene. Yeah. This is where the first point I think that you were you were scared. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> there might have been a point earlier on, but there was definitely this point. The first time I saw you kind of looking down, trying to look away <laughs> from the screen. Mm. And we get the famous Wanna play home clap? Yeah, yeah. Does it say, do you want to play hide and clap? I'm sure it did say that. Or did it just clap? I'm sure it said, yeah, it said words. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because I thought that was just on the trailer. Yeah, that's the, the scene I remember yeah. from the film. I think that's the scene most people remember from this film. But this, but the thing is, is you knew it was coming, and I still think it got you a little bit. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, I don't think it was the most scariest part of the film. I think we'll get into that later, what the scariest part of the film was for me. But... Uh, yeah, that's probably one of the ones. Even I knew, I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's still scary if it happened to you in real life. Yeah. Um, going down to the dark basement. Um, Trope. It's always a basement. Yeah, yeah. Dark basement. No lights. No one ever does it in the fully furnished, open plan no. living room, do they? No. <laughs> the well-lit, beautiful, panoramic views living room. Yeah, it's always in the dark basement. <laughs> So would you agree? Do you think that this was the first point that you were scared? This is the first point I think I looked across and saw you scared. This is one of the first points, yeah. 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 Because before that, it's all just the little things. I think the, the clapping, the first clapping scene in the cupboard got, oh, got me a little bit. Uh, anything in the dark got me a little bit when she's like, what's that? And there's something there in the corner, there's something there. Stuff that happens during the day I find more creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, because nighttime is supposed to be scary and dark and you yeah. can't really see things. But when it's in the middle of the day and you fucking see it, it's like this is why I really like the uh the grudge. Do you remember the grudge? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. This is why we'll probably get around to that at some point, I imagine. But this is why I like that film, because stuff happened during the day and also you're always taught that if you hide under your covers, you're safe. But then the face pops up from under yeah, the covers. Yeah, so. I know, I've seen, I've seen the scene. But yeah. Um, so, so, so are we still not at that point for you yet, no? Well, when I want to leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be at this point by now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If, if you, all the, all the um, photos coming off, the, the frames coming off the wall for yeah. no explanation, and you go down to the basement and you hear someone clapping behind you and everybody else is not there yeah i don't think there's a lot at this point that would make you think this isn't some sort of ghost or paranormal mm -hmm. uh thing going on okay um would you not convince yourself that all the things falling off the wall uh, it could have been like an earthquake or a truck i mean the husband does come back with a big truck maybe i mean where were they in this film the location uh i I think it's like it's somewhere northeast um, of the US, Connecticut, Massachusetts, uh, Maine, somewhere yeah, like Rhode that. Island, yeah, I want to say maybe. Um, or is that where Amityville is? I don't know. It's, it's somewhere in the north. Yeah, it's the northeast of the US. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they could have maybe, but then you would have heard about that in the news. I, I don't know. At this point, but that it's at this point when they're like, we need to get the paranormal investigators in, isn't it? So they're not ready to leave yet, though. Mm -hmm. But they did say they 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 said that they got this house for cheap, though, didn't they? Yeah, and, and all their but, money is but all their money is tied up in the house or whatever, so they can't leave. Yeah, right, okay. Um, and so money they do want to make it work. They have established earlier on that the husband's struggling for work. And... Yeah, I mean, in reality, is it as easy as going, what, well, that's it, I'm, out. I'm not living in this house anymore? Is it as easy as that? I always think this when you see films like, you know when, like, like 
the wife's going crazy or she's hysterical, but it is actually, you know, something paranormal is happening. But everyone's just like, it's all in your head. You're imagining it and blah, 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 blah. I would always think in that situation, I would like to think I'd be the guy that would be like, no, 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 okay, if you really believe this, then we will leave. But then would I be that guy? Or would I be the guy that's like, no, you, something's wrong and you need to see a doctor and, you know, and like, I don't know. Like, would I be the guy that's like, okay, this house is haunted? Or would I be like, are you sure you didn't just fall down the stairs and you hit your head and you heard the ringing and that's why you thought you heard a clap? I don't know. I've never been in that situation, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. I mean, like, the closest thing I can think of is um, you, you and John went to that uh, haunted house, didn't you? And you know, that was pretty scary. And you got recordings of... Oh, no, no. Okay, me and John, the one we did on our own. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. a haunted house. That was like ruins. Ruins. Yeah, so we were outside. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see. And you were convinced that you had recordings of people making noises or whatever. There is definitely something on a recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still don't believe it's a ghost. Right, okay. That's. I mean, it would be easy for like me to dismiss on a one-time basis mm -hmm. but if consistent things. if this consistently happened to you afterwards say you came home and then this kept you kept hearing voices or hearing noises and stuff like that mm -hmm. and this kept happening then hopefully i'd be inclined to to believe you yeah if that makes sense because that's what would happen in a horror movie what, if, if you believe now if you and john went to those ruins yeah and you'd heard voices or whatever, and then you come home, and then it's oh, followed, you it's followed you home. It's followed you home. See, this is why I don't believe in ghosts because I've done all the tropes, and nothing's ever happened. Like I've I've done the whole going to a haunted place and inviting the spirits to communicate with me. I've done a Ouija board. I've done all that. You obviously haven't gone to the right places, have you? Oh, that's the rules, is it? Uh, okay, yeah. If you think how many haunted houses there are in the world, mate. Yeah, and all of them are in the US. <laughs> I don't know. There must be some somewhere. I mean, how many haunted houses have you been to? Uh, supposed haunted houses. Well, like every house you go into is supposedly haunted, isn't it? Most people, you go into the house, they're like, oh, yeah, we've had some weird stuff happen in here. Like you say yeah. you did a Ouija board. Yeah. Where, where did you do the Ouija board? So that was in America when I was with my um, living with my friend. In a scary place? Uh, I mean, it wasn't. I didn't ever feel uncomfortable in that house at all, but it was like a house from the 1800s, so... Right. Which, in America, is old, but to us, it's kind of like, well, I don't know, it's yeah, not that old. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's easy to be sceptical. Um but you just never know if you go to the right place. See, this right is why I don't buy into the whole paranormal stuff because it always has to, there's always caveats. <laughs> like, you know, like if I want to prove there's gravity, I just need to drop something. I don't have to drop it in the right place or at the right time or at the right, you know, season of the moon and stuff like that. That's why I don't believe in, because always, there's always a caveat. You know, oh, this house is so haunted. And I go there and nothing happens. Oh, they just must be quiet tonight. The energy must not be right. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what Simpsons episode is when they, they win a night at a haunted house. Yeah. And they're like, oh, best sleep ever. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about a film, weren't we? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so either at this point or before this point or somewhere around this point, we get the the little girl walks into the room. She's banging into the wardrobe again. The eldest sister, her daughter, whatever, however you want to say it, brings her away, puts her to bed, and then the wardrobe keeps banging, and then we get the attack from the... Top rope. Top rope, yeah. The, it look, just looks silly. And then it all screams and it all kicks off, and I think that's when the husband comes home actually and he's like what the hell is going on here and that might have been happening at the same time the mum was in the basement actually yeah possibly because they wanted to trap her yeah. to get to the kids yeah, yeah yeah i think that was happening yeah. at the same time now i dad think about it in. yeah and then the dad comes in and like what what are all you bitches doing chill the <laughs> fuck out man you know like women am i right <laughs> that's my one criticism of this film is there are five daughters. Mm -hmm. They're all very interchangeable. Yeah. They all look the same. Apart from the blonde one. The little blonde girl, obviously. The, the the youngest one's a little blonde girl. They're all very interchangeable. I can't remember any of their names. Even the husband is generic. Yeah. I think the only one person that stands out is the, the, the mother. 
but I think that's because it revolves around her a little yeah, bit, doesn't it? Does. So. But um, yeah, I, I, I was very, I was struggling to keep track of which daughter was which. Oh yeah, I and I, I didn't give a shit yeah. at, the, at any point in the movie. Yeah, I didn't even try past a certain point. Just like yeah, whatever. Um, this is when the Warrens come in to the situation, into a. Uh, into their lives. I don't even remember the family's name. I've heard. No, I don't remember their names. No. Um, but they obviously get invited. They're like, well, not invited, begged to come to the house to help this family by the mother. And they turn up and all the pleasantries and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then we get probably the, the, the second most famous scene in this film where she's standing by the water the tree. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Ed, or Clive, is his name Clive Wilson? Patrick Wilson. Patrick Who's Clive Wilson? He's a footballer, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. Yeah, he was a football player for Spurs, right? Yeah, Clive Wilson, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Clive Wilson from Spurs comes in. <laughs> Patrick Wilson, yeah. From um, Insidious. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's very synonymous with horror films, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he seems to... Do a lot of horror films. I like him in Watchmen. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, and we get the scene where she slowly turns around and you hear creaking from the tree. And then we see the feet hanging. Yeah. From Bathsheba, who's hanged herself from the tree. And then we know this place is evil. This, this is the point we know, is it? Yeah, suppose. I think we knew this before. <laughs> well, we knew this before the start of the movie. But yeah, this is probably the second most famous scene from this film, I imagine. Mm, I, I think the bit in bed when the the ghost is right by. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so poor. <laughs> if that's really yeah, I, I get it because the tree is kind of iconic because yeah. it's it, it's in the um it's the, the poster. It's on the poster, isn't it? Yeah. And on the DVD cover or whatever. Did they still do DVDs these days? But that it's on the poster or whatever the promotional mm-hmm. stuff. The tree, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, and then obviously the Warrens explain to the family there is an evil presence here. I sensed it as soon as I moved in. Running away won't help. She didn't say that, though. She said it a lot later in the film. No, initially there, she said running away won't help because it's attached to you. Then later on, Ed says, yeah, you might as well GTFO, you know, (laughs) because you're in danger here. It's like, hang on a minute, you just told them they can't get away yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, basically, yeah. But then they were at this motel and they did get away from it. It was fine. It was now attached to you. So, you know, and then you're like, oh, we've all got to go back to the house. Why? <laughs> it's attached to yeah, you. Strange, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, so then the Warrens get involved and they start setting up the experiments and stuff like that. Um, and they invite a police officer who's a sceptic. Very sceptical, yes. Yeah, to come and help them. And he has a paranormal encounter. And this this is this is the part of the film that made me jump. Yeah, this is a very jumpy scene, yeah. Didn't scare me, but made me jump. Gave me the, you know, the, the jump scare. The heebie-jeebies. The he- no, not even heebie-jeebies. Oh, it's, just, it's just a, huh. yeah. you know, I don't like things. I don't like it when people, uh, like that, you know. It makes me jump. Um, where you see one of the previous victims... Of Bathsheba, mm-hmm. who's a a maid, a sexy, sexy maid. <laughs> That's what he thinks, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what he thinks. He just sees this random person in this house that he's yeah. never seen before. Mm-hmm. Just go, look what she made me do. And I'll, in that scene, I'd be like, okay, guys. Um, <laughs> not, hey, wait, come back here. What's, what's the matter? Who are you? You know, and then, yeah. He gets jumped, scared by her jumping out again. Look what she made me do! And uh, yeah, we find out that this evil spirit has been manipulating people since her death to commit suicide or or to kill their children. And that's the theme. She possesses the mothers to kill their children. And that's what we find out has happened after the stupid whooshy in bed scene. Yeah, yeah, I. So that that bed scene happens when the Warrens are there. Yeah, and well, uh, only Lorraine. I don't think Ed's there, is right. he? And then she's acting pretty weird straight afterwards. Yeah. So you would have think Lorraine would have sensed it, right? 
I don't know. Supposedly, if she's supposed to be so in touch with yeah, everything, I, I would have been like, okay, yeah, you're clearly possessed. Yeah, she was acting very strange afterwards. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. She did the whole, oh, I think I hear them. Like, you know, when you're trying to put people off of, oh, I think I hear my phone ringing. Okay, I've got to go by. <laughs> What's that? You need me to cut? Okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. She just fobbed her off. And she's just like, huh, that was weird. Okay. Well, that ghost that was in the room with you obviously isn't anything to worry about anymore then. Yeah, clearly we're, everything's fine. And the fact that I couldn't get into the room or anything, nah, don't worry about any of this. But then, yeah, and then we go through the whole escalation. Things start to get violent and things get, 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 you know, extreme. And we start moving towards the end of the film where the mother has taken the children back to the house to try to kill them at the house. And everyone gets there just in time to stop her. When does the bit with their daughter come in? That comes in before this, doesn't it? Yeah, because then they go home. Yeah, And back to the home to allow the mother to take them back home to kill them. This is the scene where the Annabelle thing comes back in. very disjointed at this point. Where randomly, all of a sudden, her the Warren's daughter is being haunted by this ghost who is... Hundreds of miles away, probably. I imagine. I don't know what, how, you know, how far it is exactly. But yeah, the daughter's being haunted all of a sudden, and she sees the woman in the rocking chair holding the Annabelle doll. The yeah, Annabelle doll creaks the neck back, slowly turns its head. Yeah, yeah. And then the Warrens are like, "No, save my daughter!" Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, so, but that's basically used as a device to get them away from yeah, the house. But it is very disjointed. Like and I'm assuming the husband's working again. Uh, no, he's at the. No, wait, where is he? He comes back with the young guy that was with the Warrens in the van, but I don't know where they went. Fixing the car up. No. He was talking about the car earlier in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just the whole bonding thing. Oh, thing yeah, yeah. yeah it was like a, it was a it was a yeah just a tool used to get ed and the husband talking you know so that you can hear more about like why ed's worried about lorraine because she really suffered on the last investigation they did and it's just like a man talking man things yeah. you know fix a car <laughs> have a drink Barbecue. Barbecue, yeah. Man thing. So they, I, I definitely don't think he'd be like, oh my God, we all, all almost died. I'm going to head back and try to fix the car quickly <laughs> that we don't need at the haunted house. You guys just chill here for a while, yeah? No, it wasn't that. I don't know where they went. But anyway, yeah, whilst they were out, the mum, obviously, who's possessed, takes the two youngest daughters back to the house in order to try to kill the Warrens get there back in time. They perform an exorcism. Lorraine does the whole hand on head, remember your children, remember this is what you're fighting for thing. And then we all end with a happy ending. Of course. Yeah. But I have a feeling there's a few things that you'd like to talk about. Is there? Up until the end there. Such as? Such as the other scene that you found really scary. Ah, right, yes. Um... The music box. Oh, mm-hmm. every time they brought this thing out, I, oh, I did not like this at all. Oh no! It's the again. It's the anticipation, isn't it? It's the anticipation of seeing something in the box. Mm-hmm. If anyone, it, it's a music box and it has a mirror attached to it, and it twirls around and it goes, and it's the anticipation of seeing something in the music box. And yeah, every time. They use that. I was I I I um I was keep getting text messages on my phone. I couldn't look at the screen at the time, so I was just checking. I had important things to look at. Oh, important important emails every time that uh scene popped up. No, I was very. What's that? Uh, someone's calling me. Yeah, I have to yeah. go. So. No, I was scared. To the anticipation of seeing this was one of the scenes the that I knew you weren't watching again because you asked I, me did I something happen. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the anticipation, the did tension. Something. Yeah, uh, I, twice I think I asked you that. Yeah, because they did it at least two or three times didn't they? three times in the film that they do it once she actually sees some oh no 
twice she sees something sorry did it right at the end right uh well, it was the last scene wasn't it they did yeah, one and then yeah, it yeah. cuts off yeah it just but cut, i just didn't watch that. any of them because i was too scared yeah so there was so that so there was four times that they do it in the film sorry four four times so there's yeah. well actually there's five because the mum does it once but doesn't see anything right the lorraine does it the first time and doesn't see anything and then lorraine does it no, Lorraine does it... No, it's four times. Yeah, sorry. Lorraine does it once and does see something. She sees the little boy way off in the distance. Okay. You got, I'll take your word for it, mate. I didn't yeah. see it. And then the third time she sees the mum who's killed that boy uh, down in the basement. Um, right. And then the last time is when they do it right at the end where it cuts to black right. and you don't see anything. Because I, I vaguely remember it showing up in maybe the second one as well. Well, the music box. The music box. So that the Conjuring Two, that's the Enfield one, yeah, right? The Enfield Haunting. Yeah. Yeah. So where does Annabelle come into this? Is it does that go in between the two of them, or does that come after them? Or I think afterwards. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it was their intention straight away to set up a whole universe of this mm. by bringing Annabelle in at the start and then establishing her, and then you see her for a little bit later on in the film. Maybe this was their intention all along to do a universe with Annabelle for later on. I'm guessing that maybe they wanted to see how this film did first. Yeah, see how it performed. And um, I imagine you've got the stats, but it's, I imagine it was a pretty big success. Um, we can talk about that now quickly. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so it cost $20 million to make. Of course, yeah. Again, pretty cheap. Yep, horror movies are pretty cheap. Uh, and it made uh, three over $320 million at the box office. Yes. Massive success. Yeah, huge success, you would say, yeah. Um, Probably one of the biggest successes of the 2010s, I imagine, in terms I of box office. Probably, yeah, box office-wise. Sonic like a horror movie. Uh, yeah, pretty much that. All that, that, that $20 million, you imagine, is going towards uh, uh, wages, I'd imagine. You, you know, like um, salaries for... The actors, I'd imagine, is probably... Yeah. I mean, there's very little effects that need doing. I mean, there are a few, but I don't really... There wasn't really any CGI. A lot of it was all... Uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Actual effects, you know, like... Um, what's the Physical word? Physical effects. Yeah, it was all, like... None of it was computer generated. It, it all seemed to be makeup or just clever photography and things like that. Like, I think even the scene where in the basement where she gets turned upside down during the exorcism, yeah. I still think even that was probably um, practical, practical mm -hmm. effects. Because yeah, yeah. you could do that with winches and, and like cables, couldn't you? Quite easily. Yeah. Stump person strapped into a chair. I mean, I always prefer practical effects as long as they're done properly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen practical effects in a lot of movies, older ones that just look. Oh yeah, obviously in in older movies, yeah. but they limitations at the time. So yeah, of course, um, computer enhanced effects I think look really good, which is what Jurassic Park was basically. Yeah, I mean Jurassic Park looks pretty much flawless. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean I remember this film. I remember this film getting a, a buzz at the time. I don't remember being like being, it being a film. That I had to see or anything like that. I actually don't remember this film having such a big hype. I remember that era with, a, you know, another... I remember, um, I remember the trailers for it. I remember that era with another Clive Wilson film. Um, was Insidious. Was the, I think the it came out before Conjuring, yeah. Yeah, but I remember that one as being the big one. The big one. And then The Conjuring was like, you know... Like, you saw a couple of the trailers in you and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I remember that. But then it wasn't until really The Conjuring 2 or Annabelle where I feel that this really... I think it was really a word oh, of mouth success, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say, like, this film was promoted to the standard of Jurassic Park. No, no, no. Or Titanic no. or anything on that level. But, yeah, I do remember the trailers. Yeah, yeah, I remember some of the trailers, but I don't remember it being hyped no. to shit. Um, but, yeah, it's become a big franchise. Definitely one of the biggest horror franchises ever, probably at this point. I mean, it's a whole universe, basically. I mean, you, you, I mean, the amount of the money it made in that first one, and uh, I mean, it already had a very successful director behind it, um, James Wan, James Wan, who directed Insidious, yep. directed the the Saw films. So yeah, it had a um, established director behind it. 
Is there any other scenes you want to talk about from the movie or anything? Uh, I mean, there's nothing really that I, you know, particularly remember fantastically, you know, not, not like, like, wow, I, I really remember that one. That made it, I mean, like I said, just with this synopsis, I kind of struggled to remember the order that things happened in, to be honest with you. Um, so nothing really stood out for me massively other than the scenes that I, you know, said were quite famous already. Is there anything else you wanted to ask me about the film? Uh, just um, what if there were any other scenes that really stuck out to you? Not particularly. Um, oh, we didn't really mention the birds. Yeah, we briefly... Briefly talked about the pigeons earlier in the film, and then we did, I didn't really remember it for, um, later on when we talked about it, but yeah, there's one point in the movie where all the birds start flying into the house. That's right at the end with the during the exorcism, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a, a nod, nod to the birds. Alfred Hitchcock, probably. Um, again, another example of animals knowing the. Yeah, birds flying into buildings is always kind of a bit of a creepy trope, isn't it? Yeah. Or like it's so quiet that not even the birds are singing. Birds are used to to establish creepiness. Yeah, I didn't really like the whole blatant use of them here, where they're like so, like insane that they're like driving themselves through glass to try and just peck at people and stuff like that and then also the fact that it just ended like we looked at this guy and these birds are smashing in through the windows and he's like holy shit yeah oh oh my god and then all of a sudden he's just like running around and he's like where are you little girl again it's like well and and the, the other girl out in the car with the bird trying to get in through the window What happened with her? All of a sudden, it's just all chill. Like, it's like, oh, shit, that was crazy. Fuck, that was weird. Right, what's the next thing? Like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to find this little girl, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, it just ended. It was weird. Though there was... I was looking forward to this film because I think this is the first film that we've watched on this list that genuinely quite scared you at moments. And there were moments where you were very uncomfortable watching this film. Like I said, there was one specifically I knew, yeah, that you were like looking down and you had your head and you weren't like, you know, that that was the, the clap scene. So you said you were like this. I, I actually remember you asking me now, did that did, did something happen with the music box? Were there any other moments where the tension was getting a little bit too much for you and you just thought, I just need to look away just for a minute. There was something I'm forgetting. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think there is. There were a few moments where you were very like that. I think early on with the with the wardrobe, with the clapping in the wardrobe, you were a bit, uh, you know, like like this. Um, And then the scene just before the 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 girl is like, "There's something in the corner," where she's looking under the bed. Yeah, you were a little bit tense there as well. I think. Why would you look under the bed? Why would you look under the bed? Yeah. No one... That's not a horror trope. No one ever looks under the bed. In real life, no. Yeah. But... Yeah, in the movies, like, yeah, of course they do. You'd just be like, no... Did, did she look under the bed in Poltergeist? She looked under the bed in Poltergeist yeah, because she got dragged back. under, the, didn't she, by the clown? The clown gets... Yeah. Pops up. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, why would you look under the bed? No one ever looks under the bed. You're just like, no, I'm just going to stay here, hide under my covers. Yeah. But then if it's the grudge, then, you know. Yeah. Um, I think anything with Annabelle in it was quite creepy as well. The brief moments doll. we saw. The doll just looks creepy. Yeah, the doll looks creepy. I mean, that's one of my, one of the things that sets me off is creepy dolls. But it's, it's, it's unrealistically creepy, if that makes sense. Like, it's, it's creepy to the, to the extent of, why would anyone ever make this doll? <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, it's just for the benefits of the film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I just yeah. don't think a Raggedy and doll would have the same I mean, uh, not, impact. It, I mean, I think personally in real life, that's quite creepy. The fact that it's such a normal, everyday, mm. hundreds of millions were made kind of doll, mm. you know? And it's just like you wouldn't have even thought yeah. like this doll, you know? But yeah, 
for the film i don't think people would find that that creepy and they probably didn't have the rights to put it in a horror film as well i imagine and i think it works because it gives you enough taste of the annabelle character without overdoing it and then obviously like i said i think it feels kind of out of place it it does but if the director's intention is to make this into a whole series of films then it works yeah but then why does it all revolve around annabelle plus we have to I think it's uh, it's it's also to establish Anne Lorraine Warren, isn't it? Yeah. And their children, their child or whatever. Um, and the Annabelle doll. Yeah, I think it's just to, you know, these people are going to, you know, they did some crazy shit in life and we're going to, like, a whole series based around them, basically, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, it just, to me, it just felt a little bit weird and out of place. Yeah, you know? that's what it's why not start your story there? I don't because after that, where do you go? I mean, they did some. They investigated some big stuff. I mean, the Enfield Haunting is one of the they most do, they... famous ones in history. The Amityville Horror. They investigated that as well. Yeah, I know, but the, the, I think this is a theme throughout the series. They give you a little taste. They give you a taste of Annabelle, and I think then the next one you get the first taste of the Nun. The nun. Which I don't ever remember being a, I don't I don't see that's the thing is I don't remember that ever being one of their investigations or if it was it wasn't a very big it was one. just something they just made up for these yeah that's what I think yeah and the mirror as well in in that way it's a success I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I remember the first time I watched it maybe because I watched what well, I say watched it in order I don't know if I'm gonna watch the other films as well but I'm imagining at some point we um, probably will. Yeah, watching it as a standalone movie on its own. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Well, let's get into some uh, some information about the film, shall we? So, it has a runtime of an hour and 52 minutes, which is quite long for a horror film. Again, I don't I didn't feel it was going too long. Like I said, I kind of feel like they could have cut the Annabelle stuff out and it would have still been fine. But they wanted to set that up. Yeah. But sometimes setting stuff up for the detriment of your own film <laughs> Batman v Superman then it's you know it, it doesn't necessarily help your film at that point like it, it, those scenes just felt disjointed like they weren't attached to this film they were shot afterwards and then yeah I get it, I get it some Warner Brothers guy said we need to make a fucking universe yeah, I get it but I don't think it ruined my enjoyment of the film as a whole okay Fair enough. Um, it's rated a 15. Would you agree? Do you concur? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's enough blood and guts in this movie, is there, of any description. Was there enough eroticism in it for you? Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because I completely forgot about this. Yeah, so uh, the Amazon Prime description of this movie, mm-hmm. and the first thing you see is erotic. Erotic. <laughs> So you would have thought that that might have made it an 18, right? For for all the eroticism that's in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember seeing anything. So you didn't find this film erotic, no? No. Well, there wasn't anything approaching erotic. Let me let me ask you this, Tom. Did this film eroticize you? No. No. Okay. Well, my name's been Richard. That's been Tom. This has been eroticizing Tom. <laughs> Zero out of ten. On the erotic scale, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, weird, very weird that that came up. I did, no, yeah, must be a mistake. Yeah. I'm assuming it was a typo of some. Yeah. Maybe they meant to put like intense or something <laughs> like that. And then, yeah, very odd. As I said, it made um, over three hundred million at the box office. The rating as of the eleventh of July, twenty twenty two, this film was ranked twenty eight on the IMDb list of greatest horror films of all time. Okay. Um, I don't think that's the worst rating. I think if you'd said somewhere in the top 10, I would have been like, hold on, hold on. That's a bit too much. Top 30, though. Top 30, yeah. I, I think it's a pretty good film, to be honest. I'm not going to complain too much about that. Okay, we'll get to your scores in a minute. But we uh, So it has a 7.5 uh, rating on IMDb out of 10. It has a meta score of 68 out of 100. 
and it has 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty high. So it's ranked as a very, very good film. What do you think? I'm going to take one out of um, Anthony Fantano's book here and say it's a very high seven, almost an eight. Almost. Like I said, this is the first film that we watched that I think actually genuinely scared you. So I was uh, I was quite impressed about... I think the others had moments. Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead definitely didn't have moments. Yeah, had like... <laughs> no, yeah. the others had moments. Yeah, the, the, the scariest part about that film, according to you, was when Bing Rames just yeah, appeared behind yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, this, so this, definitely so far this is the most scariest yeah. film. I would say that when we you, you genuinely had a lot of discomfort when we were watching yeah, yeah. this film. Would I say it's one of the scariest films I've ever seen in my life? But I'm not sure I'll go that far. Would you put it in your top 30? Possibly. Yeah? Okay. So so you're saying high seven, yeah? High seven, almost an eight. For me, this is a solid five. Ooh. It's paint-by-numbers horror film. It, go, it, it ticks all the tropes. Had you not seen anything... It probably would have scored higher for me, maybe six and a half, had you not seen anything. But the to me the thriller video esque <laughs> um, makeup of this just took away from it a lot for me. I I I generally do not remember it. The makeup, but hey, if it had that effect on you, then do you not yeah. think the bit where she, the the attack from the top rope, the, the sheer fact that we're calling it the clothesline from the top rope, does that not warrant the fact that that scene was a little bit silly? Yeah, and I said to you, I I knew it was coming, so it didn't really scare me. But then I knew the clapping was coming, yeah, and, and I was scared. Scary. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's maybe a little bit goofy. The, it's yeah. goofy and it's comedic. It's not scary. Like I said, to me, the fear is in the tension, is in the build-up. And then if you don't get that release, like it's building up, it's building up, and then nothing. Oh, that's so much better than that's like... why this film wasn't erotic. Yeah, there's no... Why? Because it was just it, there wasn't just enough pure sexual tension in yeah. it. Right? Building up and building up and then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's scarier. I just... Uh, we're going to get into this film at some point as well, I imagine. But it's the same reason why I didn't find A Quiet Place very scary. Okay. Because within the first few moments, you see the monster. And then that's yeah. it. It's like, well, I know exactly what it looks like now. You know? Yeah. I, I, I like that film. I think the only time you can get away with something like that is if it's zombies. Because you kind of need to see the zombie in order to see the threat. You know? But the the scary thing about ghosts is that you can't see them. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what's the, that's supposed to be what's scary about ghosts? Yeah. Is that you don't see them, and then all of a sudden you see something out of the corner of your eye, and you're like, I swear I just saw someone standing there. As soon as you see stupid, you know, Michael Jackson floating over the top of you, you know, vomiting in your mouth. It just loses it all for me, personally. Okay. It's the same reason why Insidious, going back to another Clive Wilson film, we've spoken about this film quite a lot, and it's a James Wan film, as you said, so it's it's quite, a, a, you know, adept, apt, quite apt that we keep coming back to this film. That was another film I thought was great, right up until the point where you see the demon like sharpening his knives in the in the nether it's goofy yeah, yeah towards the end just, yeah uh, it's just a shame i think it's got one of the best opening sequences in er any horror movie yeah i've seen and i love the premise very creepy I mean, the premise is a great as well like you know where they discover like going through the photographs and like hang on a minute this woman is in every photograph that you're in and it's getting closer and closer and closer i loved that it was like oh that is so creepy that this thing's been following you yeah. like one of my favorite horror films of recent years is it follows yeah that's a good one yeah for the same reason you know it's just this thing is slowly getting closer and closer to you and you don't know until it is there yeah. you know but again they jumped the shark with that film as well and uh, you know i'm a bit uh like that film could have been like a 
nine easy for me but it plummets right down to like a six and a half or a seven when they start fighting it in the swimming pool i'm sure we'll get to this yeah yeah yeah. we're talking about other films when we should be talking about this one film but it's because i think that this film could have been so good it could have been so good if it weren't for a few modern horror film tropes you know, why do we have to see the thing? Do you know why? It's because we're all an Instagram, Twitter culture where we just need our gratification now. And that's the problem. And that's my two cents anyway. Anything else you want to talk about with this film? Okay. Well, that leads me to ask the question. Tom, did The Conjuring terrify you? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Got a little bit of poop, yeah. a little bit of poop in the bed. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for joining me again, Tom. No problem. Uh, hope you look forward to the next film that we will be watching. I uh, wait. It's gonna be a bit of a climb down from this. Uh... It's one of those films I wouldn't really classify as a horror film. Okay. But oh. the, the tension of waiting will be enough. We'll see if you enjoy it anyway. <laughs> thank you for joining me. Thank you, listener, for joining us again. And uh, until next time. Sleep tight. This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. If you like this podcast, come and find our other ones on Apple. Google and Spotify.